How's it going, everybody? Let me introduce myself. My name is Dominique. I'm a young 28-year-old man. Got a beautiful wife. Got three beautiful daughters and a handsome young son. Um, reason why I'm doing this video today is actually going to be a journey. Um, as I start to get closer with God, I start to notice that I want to read the whole Bible. Now, I have took the time to listen to the entire Bible, but I never took the time to read the entire Bible. So it's a little bit different when you're actually reading word for word. So with that being said, I decided to go on the Internet to see if there's anybody, you know, on YouTube or whatever. See if they have any videos of them reading the entire Bible, because this can be tough for a lot of us, you know, especially, you know, first time first timers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I just wanted to see if there's anybody that can help lead me on that journey. And it's not really too many people out there as far as my research. I'm not saying that there's. There isn't people out there doing it, but I just haven't ran into it. So what I'm about to start doing is, is reading the entire Bible. And my goal here is to just bring at least one person with me. Each video. I'm going to try my best. We're going to try to, each time that I record a video, we're going to try to go through the Bible together. I want to break down as much as possible. Now, I want to make this be known. I'm not a religious teacher. I don't have any religious background. I don't have, I'm not a pastor. I'm not any of that. I've never had any position in any churches or any of that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a natural born sinner. All right. I ain't perfect. I ain't about to come up here and act like I'm perfect. I'm just a young man who's trying to get closer to God. And so I can lead my wife and children the best way that I can, you know, and when this all, when all this is said and done, I want to be able to walk through the pearly gates and I want to be able to bring people out here around the world who who may don't know where to start with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So if I can just grab one person each video, I'm doing something good. So, like I said, I'm about to read this whole Bible. I'm going to break it down as best way as I can. And I ask that in comments or, you know, whether whatever platform that you see this on. You know, comment what you think you you interpreted what I read. You know what I'm saying? Let's break down this together. I'm going to read every comment that I possibly can so I can also get understanding. So I just want y'all to know I ain't, I ain't the smartest man in the world. I don't have A1 reading. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not the world's best reader, but I'm going to try to read everything that I can the best way I know how. If I mispronounce something... Just, hey, say it in the comments or whatever, and I'll try to, you know what I mean, pronounce it the best way I can. But without further ado, we're about to get started. So I'm reading off my tablet. I don't have an actual Bible. You know, um, I like reading books, but the way I read books is flipping through pages. It's never been my thing. So I'm going to let y'all know right now. I'm from South Carolina. And I ain't trying to shoot South Carolina down, but <laughs> our education ain't the best and it ain't the worst. All right. We ain't the worst, but reading was something that I, I really didn't enjoy as a kid growing up. I'm starting to read more now as a grown up than I did as a kid. So I really don't know how I made it through, but I made it through. <laughs> but anyway, I'm about to read Um, the translation I'm about to read is. um. Let's see what translation I got. The NLT. 
I think NLT is the New Living Translation. I want to be sure. It doesn't. Let me make sure. Yep, the New Living Translation. That's the version I'm reading. Y'all can pick up whatever version y'all reading. In the, in the app that I use, it's the, um, let me make sure. It's the Version Bible app. Now, you can find that on Apple Store, Play, Google Play Store. And that, that Bible app allows you to um, translate it in so many different translations. This Man, you scroll through them, it's at least look like a good 50 of them. So if you want to use the app or if you want to use your Bible, you just look at the translation and, and we go from there. So I'm about to start Genesis 1. Here we go, baby. Make sure I got something to drink. <clears throat> Let me take a little sip right quick. My apologies. All right, here we go. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds would then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seeds bearing plants, and trees with seed bearing fruit. The seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them signs, let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. 
An evening passed. The morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water. Every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed. Morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humans, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the sea, fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every plant as food for all the wild animals the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life, and that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, morning came, marking the sixth day. Man. Man. Genesis 1 was deep, right? That was, that, that, was, that, was, that was good. So, from what I gathered, Genesis 1 was pretty much for me, uh, just pretty much how God came up with the idea to create Earth. That's what I got from it. Um, from the beginning of how, how to weigh the stars and, the, you know, creating day, you know, with this, you know, stars and the moon lighting up the night and the sun lighting up the day. You know, all the, the animals, and even down to creating a human. That's what I gathered from Genesis 1. So it was truly, it was truly the beginning, you know? <laughs> so we're going to uh, continue. I accidentally exit out on my tablet. Let's go back through it. We're going to continue with uh, Genesis 2 now. So if I have any comments or anything that y'all uh might have heard just whatever platform you you hear or see this on 
make that comment. I'm going to make sure that I try to um, go through all of the comments and stuff. Because like I said, I'm I'm learning this just as well as y'all learning this. So, or if, if you somebody who already learned this, that want to give us insight, please make sure you comment or, or, or you know, let us know. But we about to start on Genesis 2. Like I said, I'm, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. All right, Genesis 2. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God has finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. The man and woman in Eden. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plant nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth. There was no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, Eden, in the east. And there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The four, the first branch called the Pishon flowed around the entire land of Hevela, where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromantic resin and onyx stone are also found there. The second branch, called the Gihon, flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed the east of the land of Alshur. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God plants the the Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden, Eden, to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned them, "You may freely eat." the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if you eat it if you eat its fruit you are sure to die then the lord god said it is not good for the man to be alone i will make a helper who is just right for him so the lord god formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky he brought them to the man to see what he will call them and the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, 
This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She would be called woman because she was taken from men. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Now, the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Man, that's deep. That's deep. So, that was Genesis 2. And what I gather from Genesis 2 is the exact way, you know, that God created man and woman. You know? I think, I think, I think Genesis 1 and 2 broke this down pretty good for us. I think, I think, was it? Yeah. So we're going to, uh, we're going we're gonna to continue. We got, we're going we're gonna to continue on to Genesis 3 and see, see what else happened at the beginning. All right. All right. Genesis 3. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her. He ate it too. Oh boy. At that moment, their eyes was open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman <laughs> you gave me who gave me the fruit. And I ate it. See they women? See what y'all do? <laughs> then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, grooveling in the dust as you as long as you live. And that will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her, her, her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his head. It sounds like a snake. I could be wrong. But that sounds like a snake. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. And in pain, you will give birth. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. 
Mmm. Yeah, see, that's why a lot of women have pain on pregnancy. Yeah, you have a desire to control your husband, too. Yeah, ladies, man, let me try to control your husbands now. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. In all your life, you will struggle to scratch and living from it. God dang it. See what y'all women have made us do. <laughs> God dang it. All right. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of his grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat. Until you return to the ground from which you were made, for you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Dang. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve because she will be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? Then they will, then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden, and he sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed the mighty Shurambim to the east of Garden of Eden and placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Well, the light Genesis 3, we got into some trouble. That's what it looked like to me. You know, women are easily to be deceived and men just follow whatever the women say. That kind of goes hand in hand today because I sure enough follow my wife. I be listening to whatever she be saying. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to Genesis 4. I apologize in advance if I'm going too fast for some of y'all. Um, but. I want to try to get through this um, as quickly and, and, and steady as possible so we can all, always uh, have these videos to, to come back to, you know. So, all right, Genesis 4. At the top of my, my tablet here, it says Cain and Abel. All right. Now, Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. And Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel in his gift, but did not accept Cain in his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you if you oh excuse me, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. 
One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Hey, that's messed up, man. How can you kill your own brother? That jealousy, man. See? Jealousy. After the work, after afterward, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, My punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, No. For I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. So it's like, even after, you know, he sinned against, against God, God still found favor on him to make sure nobody don't hurt this man. Man, that's deep. That's deep. All right, it says, the descendants of Cain. Cain had sexual relations with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Eknoch. Then Cain found the city which he named Eknoch after his son. Eknoch had a son named Irad. Irad became the father of, uh-oh, I'm about to jumble these names up. Meujel, Meujel became the father of Methushel. Methushel became the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women. The first was named Ada, and the second was Zila. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the first of those who raised livestock and live in tents. His brother's name was Juba, the first of all who played the harp and flute. Dang, so it was instruments back then already. Lamech's other wife, Zala, gave birth to a son named Tubalcain. He became an expert in for forging tools of bronze and iron. Tubalcain had a sister named Nama. One day, Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zala, I'm, I'm, I apologize, y'all, for messing up these names. You know, I'm 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> uh, Ada and Zella, hear my voice. Listen to me, you wives of Lamech. I have killed a man who attacked me, a young man who wounded me. If someone who kills Cain is punished seven times, then the one who kills me will be punished seventy-seven times. Dang. All right, it's the birth of Seth. Adam had sex relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to another son. She named him Seth, but she said, God has granted me another son in place of Abel, who, whom Cain killed. When Seth grew up, he had a son named Enosh. At that time, people first began to worship the Lord by name. So that's Genesis 4. Um, so Genesis 4 was pretty much 
from what I gathered, um, Adam and Eve, you know, they had their children, their two sons, well, their first two sons. And, you know, Abel was a nice guy. <laughs> Cain was a little bit, he moved a little bit different. And the Lord, you know, found a little bit more favor for Abel than he did Cain. And Cain got jealous. <laughs> he took out his brother. And God pretty much punished him. But he also protected him, too. So it was almost like, you know, even though I'm going to punish you, but you, I ain't going to let nobody hurt you. I still got love for you. So it's almost like a child. When your child do something wrong, and you're going to punish him, but you ain't going to let nobody else get him. So, and then, you know, Cain went out and had his children. And then towards the end of this, of this chapter, Adam and Eve had another son named Seth. And as far as these children's name, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. It's a different time for me. So, uh, so if anybody can probably, you know, comment or share a clip of how to pronounce these names. And over time, we'll get better with it. All right, let's go to let's go to chapter five. Chapter five. The descendants of Adam. This is the written account of the descendants of Adam when God created human beings. He made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image. He named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years. He had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth was 105 years, he became the father of Ednash. After the birth of Ednash, Seth lived another 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years, then he died. When Ednash was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. After the birth of Kenan, Ednash lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Ednash lived 905 years, then he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of ooh, Mahalel. After the birth of Mahalel, Kenan lived another 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. And after the birth of Jared, Mahalel lived another 830 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Mahalel lived 895 years, then he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Eknach. After the birth of Eknach, Jared lived another 800 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years, then he died. When Eknot was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, <laughs> Eknot lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Eknot lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. When Methuselah was 186, seven years old, he became the father of Lamech. 
After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, May he bring us relief from our work and painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years. He had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, then he died. After Noah was 500 years, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, I do know I've had listened to the Bible all the way through. And after reading that chapter, people lived a long time back in those days. But later on, um, God is going to reveal how and why he took, he decreased the, the, the lifespan of a human. Because as clearly today, we don't live that long. But uh, so, yeah, chapter five was just more so giving us the breakdown of all those descendants. Yeah, like I said, man, I'm, I apologize to these people, you know, for messing up their names. But OK, let's get the let's get to chapter six. All right. Then the people began to multiply on the earth and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than hundreds. Man, I just said that. I just said right here in chapter six, uh, verse three. It says their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. See, I know a little something, just a little bit, just a little bit. Man, I just said that. So, yeah, 120 years. In those days, for some time after, giant, oh, man, Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Now, I heard a story that these guys were like really big, you know, and that's where the idea of, you know, all these superheroes and things like that come from, from God, from them guys from back in the day, to them being so big. <laughs> the Lord uh, on verse five now the lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil so the lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on earth it broke his heart and the lord said i will wipe this human race i had created from the face of the earth Yes, I would destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals, the scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I'm sorry I even made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. All right, so now we get into the story of Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at, that, at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. 
Noah was the father of three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw the earth saw that the earth had been had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God reserved all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat. Lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that would destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. Be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded. Um, There's a movie that... that um. Actually, there's two movies that I saw about Noah. One was like Evan Almighty. It's supposed to be like a, a, a little comedy where Evan, you know, hears from God and he had to uh, build an art. People thought he was crazy. And then there's actually a movie called Noah that I seen. Both of those movies, you know, they've been out 10 plus years now. But they they uh depict the, the story of Noah. One is like a comedy and one is more so like a drama. So check those out. All right, Genesis 7. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family. For among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved, for eating and for sacrifice. And take one pair of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives. With them were all the various kinds of animals. Those approved for eating and for sacrifice and those that were not. Along with all the birds and the small animals that scurry along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, male and female just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days, 
the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. A male and a female of each kind entered, just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. For 40 days, the floor waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high and above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people, everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out every living thing on earth. People, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky, all were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. And the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. Man! Man! Now that's, that's, that's deep, man. All right, Genesis 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to a rest on the mountains of Iraq. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. Another 40 days, Noah opened the window and he had made, he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat. And Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in his beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old on the first day of the new year, 10 and a half months after the flood began. If he was 601 years old and God said we can't live past 120, that means he was grandfather then. That means all the ones that was already alive when God made that rule, they 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 grandfathered in. <laughs> uh man.
On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and small animals that scurry along the ground, so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah and his wife and sons and their wives left the boat, and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat, pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that pur purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race. And even though everything they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood, I would never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. We appreciate that, God. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to ever experience that. You know, Genesis 8 is pretty much, you know, the flood is over. You know, and God's saying he ain't going to do that no more. That's the end of that. So, we're, we, we're blessed. All right? So, guys, we are uh, able to read chapters 1 through 8 of Genesis. Like I said, I plan on... Uh, Making this a journey for all of us. My goal is to at least capture one person every video. And we go on this journey together to read the entire Bible. Um, I look forward to doing the the next few chapters in the near future. And y'all be blessed, man. And stay vigilant. Stay positive. We're going to learn about God together. Like I said, I ain't no preacher. I'm... None of that. I don't have no religious background. I'm just a man, regular guy. I'm a truck driver, in case some of y'all notice the background. So I'm just a regular guy, man, just out here trying to learn about God myself. So let's learn together. All right, y'all, man. Once again, I'm Dominique, man, and I look forward to talking to y'all and reading to y'all again. Peace. Yeah.